Welcome to the Notes for Goats podcast. I am Steve. I am Brandon. And dude. 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 What's up, man? I mean, it's October. It is October. There's cider. There's cider. There's whiskey. There's fireball. There, there's fire. Today, it's toasted caramel whiskey, but close enough. Ooh. So I figured I'd go. I was going to go caramel vodka, but. Me and vodka don't get along. Yeah. And I'm dealing with a little bit of back injury, so I might have a little bit more whiskey than the cider today. Okay. And I have to work in the morning, so that's yeah. going to be fun. It'll be, yeah. Um, But it is what it is. Um, It is it something is else, it though, Brandon. It is. And man, if our fans yeah. can't read, which some of them. It, it's, it's a little they, iffy. They may pull the Kanye, never read a book in their life. It's true. However, they don't. They're not in charge of a school like he is. Did you know that Kanye is actually like a in charge of a school? I didn't, but uh, like the LeBron James like Akron Academy. Yeah, the birthday party school. Like I like, and that dude came out recently and said he never wrote a book, which no one should be surprised by that. No, which uh, you know, yeah. But it goes to show you, you can run for president and not read. And Which explains a whole hell of a lot. Political system in a nutshell. Uh, yeah, 100%. So it is what it is, but kind of fun. It is what it is. Making fun of Kanye here. But Brandon. Yes, sir. We're not just making fun of Kanye. I do that on a daily basis already. I know it. For free, apparently. Yeah, for free. What? What's today, man? Today, Steve, we are celebrating number two, man. Our we did second, drop a number two. Our second anniversary is today. My well, gosh. Around it, today, I think. So yeah, second week of October. It's second week of October. Yep. So man, whatever that Tuesday falls on is our anniversary. Absolutely. Absolutely. Happy anniversary to you, bud. It's uh Thanks, it's been man. Good, yeah, it's, it's been it's been a fun ride so far. And, and uh it's also episode two hundred and one. I mean, we're we're that much closer to 300. I I know. Listen, last Friday, you heard Elena and uh, Nickelback again. Yep. I never said I'd do another Nickelback album. And then Elena just said, we should do Nickelback. And I'm like, I can't say no to Elena. So no, No, not at all. So that was fun. Um, Made fun of Chad Kroger once again, because it's what I do. Absolutely. Um, But, you know, it's fun. And then but today we pulled out. We we talked recently, yeah. mm-hmm. and we've been kind of like the next couple of weeks. We're pulling out some like blasts in the past a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, Friday we're doing a little. We're doing an, an artist we've done before. Yep. Next Tuesday we're bringing back a top five from our very first month. Yeah. But this album, this album, kinda was a throwback to yeah. episode four. I would say so overall, yeah. Let's throw back to episode four. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, Brandon, um, let's let's not let's help the kids out. Let's help. What them are we out. doing? What are we talking about today, guys? Today we are talking about probably 
one of the greatest musical movies I think of all time. Uh, yeah. It's got wonderful music in it, and it just makes sense for today, Steve. Guys, yeah, we are talking sure. about the greatest showman reimagined. Now, yes, we are. You might be wondering a little bit reimagined, like what does that mean? It's not really that old, so it can't really be like remastered or redone. And you're you're right; it can't be, you know, remastered. It's still fairly new, <laughs> but things can be not redone, but added upon. Done, I would say done differently. Done differently, and so that's what we're going to talk about today, guys. So, man. so I had a little bit of backstory on this man. So okay. now we did the greatest showman, like I said, episode four. We did the greatest showman was a movie musical, um, written by Benji Pasek and Justin Paul. Let's go, University of Michigan grads. They also did Dear Evan Hansen. Yep, and I think they had a a hand in La La Land as well. I want to. I want to say that you're right. Well. Yeah, I think you're right, but. Basically, whatever they touch is musical musical gold for some odd reason. The guys Absolutely. just know what they're doing. And I don't know what they've done recently, but I'm guessing they probably got something coming. I think the, the Dear Evan Hansen movie was the last thing they did, which was not bad. Not great, it, yeah. but not bad. Right. I would say seeing it live, which I did this this past summer, okay. was um, much better than the movie. Okay. But it still did kind of bring back the feels a little bit. And like, yeah. the movie did, did well at bringing the feels in, but... The show was better for sure. Um, But this one had not been on stage before. It is. If you haven't seen the greatest showman, I don't believe you. Right. Um, First of all, but second of all, if you haven't seen it, it kind of loosely follows a little bit of the um, Barnum and Bailey Ringling Brothers circus aspect of things. Yeah. Kind of goes with that deep history of like, you know, the, early 1900s following around the, how this kind of got created by P.T. Barnum yeah, and has Hugh Jackman, Zac, Zac Efron, and mm-hmm. a bunch of other folks in there. Massive hit, crazy stuff, and it took off like gangbusters. You can't... It, the music is still being used. I think the movie came out five, six years ago. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a little bit. And it's still being used like crazy. Now, the reimagined version, though... This actually happened. The reason they did this is because the soundtrack was so massively like accepted by people. We bought the hell out of it. Like they sold it. It's, it might be one of the best selling soundtracks of all time. I agree. Um, and the creators, Benji and, and Joel, they're they're not okay. stupid. Mm-hmm. They actually saw what happened in 2016 when the Hamilton mixtape came out. If you guys aren't familiar with the Hamilton mixtape, it is similar to this type of concept. A lot of famous people redid um, some songs from Hamilton, reworked them a little bit, and then they put that out there. And that was amazing as well, because Hamilton was it was right in the wheelhouse of Hamilton being crazy huge. Yeah. So they were like, let's jump on this. So they went out and they got some people. They didn't just get like, you know, the B-listers hanging out on the sideline people. So I'll go over just a few of people that they got. Mm-hmm. So Kelly Clarkson's on here. Uh, Pentatonix is on here. 
Um, Missy Elliott is on here. Panic of the Disco. Pink. Zach Brown Band. Kesha. Twice. Yep. And that's just a couple. They they went hard and heavy. They found new artists. They found old artists. They found artists that met the songs perfectly. And then they found artists that changed some songs up. And it's 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 a good listen. If you liked the movie, yeah. I think you'll appreciate the album. I agree. And the reworking, even if you don't like some of the way they took some of the songs, you can still appreciate it. Absolutely. Now, because this is our two-year anniversary, dude, and it yeah. is episode two hundred and one, we are one more, we're one into, more closer we're to three hundred. Now we're into we're, it. Now. We're getting to the threes. Yeah. Do you got anything for our two-year anniversary? That's you. You're the numbers guy. I am the numbers guy, man. And uh, I've got a little bit. Nothing. I know we usually do this end of the year stuff, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll keep we're uh, we'll keep a little bit of you know whatever. But uh, Steve, did you know? That we have actually reached all fifty states at yes. least one, at least once. We got Russia yet? Oh yeah, we've got, we're we're at a good uh, we're 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 we've been in Moscow, we've been in Sveterslovakia Oblast, Fair Obla- Place, Obla- Obla- yeah, that, like one. that place, and Saint Petersburg, China. Uh, I don't believe that we are in China. Um, nope, but we have made it to Ukraine, a handful of other places. We had the Ukraine. I knew that one. Yeah, uh, kind of all over, man. It's been a, a mix of different ones. Uh, the Czech Republic. We've been in Kazakhstan. We're uh, and we constantly are our number one, two, or three. Like we're usually in the top ten or fifteen in some of these countries. So it's yeah, it's, look at uh, us. It's pretty good. So. Yeah, um, I'm not going to go into too much as far as episode rankings, Steve, but I will give you, you know what? Here's what I'll do. This one's kind of a little off the off the fly, but uh, I will give you 11 to 15. How does that sound? Sounds good. Don't give me one through five. It'll one, piss me off. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. All like right. Counting. Yep. Okay. So number 11 are 11 most downloaded episode steve are you ready go ahead my gift by carrie underwood <laughs> really <laughs> yeah oh my i shit all over that and her son yep yeah uh number 12 undertow by tool okay way to go yeah. guys number 13 happiness begins by jonas brothers with our guest morgan bellamy way to go morgan absolutely uh, number 14 was Mercury Act One by Imagine Dragons. Really? Yep. That, that was, was one shit album, too. That was the one from my, my birthday. Your birthday this year. And another one from the 2021 12 Pods of Christmas, a very postmodern Christmas. I didn't hate that one. Yeah. So that is 11 through 15. Steve, I'm going to wait until the end of the year to go through our top 10. To see once if any of the 11 through 15 make it in there, which there's a good possibility. There has been some numbers fluctuating, except for what is at the top. Nothing is going to break that, I don't think. There's a wiggle, wiggle, There is no, not, no, not wiggle, wiggle. Oh, it's, it's Kids Bop. Kids Bop is that, yes. Oh, I thought Wiggles were up there. I forgot it was Kids Bop. It was the other one. Wiggles crapped the bed. Yeah, they did not do, they did not do well. It's because they wiggled, oh. wiggled. 
Pretty much. So that's kind of just a few of the numbers. Um, oh, man, we got to do more kids, Bob, apparently. I know. it, And I'm excited because one thing about me being the numbers guy and running all of the you do a lot of the social media. I do a lot of the musical media. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I get all the Spotify stuff. So I'm excited for the the year in review that Spotify will give us. Yeah. As as how many download or how many downloads, how many minutes we actually recorded, that kind of stuff. So. I don't want to know that. It'll be it'll be interesting for sure. Yes. Yeah. And we get to go back through our 2022 goals, which I have written down, which are pretty interesting. Oh boy. Yeah, we hit we've we've hit a lot of them. We've done well. All right. So now the backstory in this one, I kind of went through it already. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot there because I didn't want to go and rehash Greatest Showman. If you guys want to know more about Greatest Showman, go check out episode four. Yeah. Um, get through that. It's it's kind of a mess. Um, just behind the scenes, guys, just so you know, we actually did um, record the first, I think the first five episodes in the first very first night. We did. We recorded a lot that first night. We went with like I crazy. Our, pl- our plan, I think, in the in the beginning was to record about a month worth, a month's worth of episodes. And we were only doing them once a week at a time. So we did right. five and we did, I think we did about a, about the month of October and a little bit in November. Yeah. So we're just doing once a week. I mean, now five will get us through a week and a half, two weeks, depending on the week sometimes. Right. But, and then we decided to have this crazy fun idea to do 12 pods in December. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we are dumb. And then we just said, you know, we're doing two pods a week now. Oh no, yeah. we're good. We love it. Oh. But yeah, I, so I didn't have a lot of backstory on this, man. We talked about the artists that are there. Um, if you liked the Hugh Jackman versions of these songs, or the Kila Settle, she's on this actually, so she's mm-hmm. here. Um, Hugh didn't make it; didn't make the cut. They cut him out. I don't even think. I, I think he was probably doing something else. He was probably doing something else, but it made hanging sense. out in Australia. It, but it yeah, they kept Hugh out of it. To, yeah, but it they don't want to overshadow anybody else. They wanted to let right. everybody else take Hugh's spot. The only right. person that's on the actual, that's on the Greatest Showman soundtrack, and this one is Kila Settle, right? Which so, makes it, perfect sense because that's her song. That is. her her song it used to be her song wow yeah we'll get there yeah so brandon what was your favorite track man i picked this is me but which version Mm -hmm. i am talking about the kesha only version steve i mentioned this on guys check out um uh the life of an average joe podcast that steve and i were a part of um about a month ago Um, september 21st yeah uh check that out i actually talked about this track a little bit but um, I'll mention it again because it's our podcast. Um, yeah. Sometimes on these kinds of albums where there are various artists performing other tracks, um, I feel like they sometimes phone it in and just kind of get the job done. Like, oh, yeah, I was brought in to do this track. I'm going to do it with my own little spin on it. and It's going to be fine. Whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But this track is different. Mm-hmm. Like she felt this track. Every single word of this track. And she gave this thing everything that she had on the inside. And it came out. You could tell by listening that this was a therapy recording session for her. Mm -hmm. And musically, this track was arranged amazingly for this reimagined album. Very, very good. My absolute favorite. Uh, So this is me, the Kesha only version. Nice. Yeah. More on that later. Starting off strong, Steve. I like it. So mine, uh, my favorite track 
was um, from now on the Zach Brown band. Oh, dude. Yeah, that was um, that was right up there. So. I like this track from the movie. It's, it's kind of the one that wraps everything up. It puts the fancy bow before you hit the reprise mm-hmm. um, of the greatest showman coming back with Zach Efron taking the mantle and being dreamy. Yes. Um, before he looked like Ken from the Barbie from Barbie. Cause right now he looks like Ken. Have you seen him lately? I have not. Yeah. He's his jaw got all jacked up. Cause apparently broke his face and now he's like had the muscle grow back. So his jaw is like super chiseled and like squared off. He said he didn't get plastic surgery. looks like he got some bad plastic surgery. Oh, whatever. He looks weird now. Um, but the, the track from now on is really when they're all in the bar and they're like hung over and dying and Hugh PT Barnum, Hugh's character mm-hmm. kind of figures out like, this isn't where I'm, this isn't where I'm supposed to be. I'm supposed to be with my family. I'm supposed to be living this dad life being not this guy anymore. Right. Um, the track is maybe the second or third biggest track in the movie because of how big the, the, the backing vocals are, the, the band, the music, the dancing, there's so much going on yeah. with this one. Um, and I felt like the sound lent perfectly to that folk country sound that Zach Brown band can give you for sure. Plus to pick a band that needs to hit the emotional side of the performance, kind of feeling that like gut wrenching, like I have been a piece of shit human mm-hmm. and now I need to get better. And from now on, I'm going to be better. Like Zach hit the mark. 100 percent um and the band can do anything mm-hmm. <laughs> like just themselves they didn't bring anybody else extra to do this nope that's them that's the entire zach brown band that did this mm-hmm. you think t- to do the original track they probably had 20 musicians mm-hmm. and they brought this entire band to do this the vocals and the band themselves and they rocked it and they, they nailed did. it I was a little nervous at first because it started off really slow. Well, pulled back. Well, if you think the original starts off very slow and he was so the one thing I liked about it, uh, well, the biggest thing I liked about it was the they didn't do that breathy intro where Hugh is kind of waking up from the drunken haze and he's like mumbling and he's just kind of like catching his voice and you have to like turn the like. Every time I listen to the original, I have to turn the volume way up. And then remember, yeah. I'm about to get my eardrums blown out because he's going to kick back. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, he's yeah, going to yeah. come after you. Right. But, like, I get what they do because it's in the movie, it makes sense because you can hear it really well in the movie. Because, yes. But it's him waking up after a drunken night of buffoonery because the, you know, everything got burned down and they're just trying to, like, figure things out. Yeah. But in the soundtrack, you couldn't hear him until it kicked up. And right. with Zach's version, you got those first few lines of dialogue or lyrics lyrics out there. And it really, that the first couple of lines really build the entire song. You have to hear mm-hmm. that to kind of figure out what the hell is going on. If you're not watching the movie. Right. So I liked that. Um, breathy intro. I just, I felt like this was the perfect pick for the song. Oh, I agree. Like nobody else could do it better besides you. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. now, this is a rehash. I didn't do our game for this one. Do you want me to do the game for this one? Because I can't. Dude, it is. I know. Yes. 
You are okay, going okay. to go off the cuff with our reimagined Wang. Let's go. <laughs> Wang, let's play Wang. Let's play Wang. What association and game? Wang, what association and game? Wang, Wang. All right, Steve. So you had a couple extra minutes there because I had to pull up the track list. And you had to come up with a game because I told you to, because we didn't even have games when we did the original the last time. You're right. We did not. We did not. I forgot. It's okay. I was still prepared. I'm playing through pain. Uh, I got a back injury. I'm telling you. And all right. I haven't had enough whiskey yet, but I got this. We got it. I'm, I'm all right. Ready to go. All right, man. Brain's moving on all cylinders right now. All right. Well, we'll find out. All right, buddy. What's your first one? I think I'm going to get you with this one. I don't think you. I don't. I don't think you've gotten this one yet. Okay. The newsroom. The newsroom. Um. Hmm. The greatest show. <laughs> oh, oh, damn it! You're right. It is the greatest show. <laughs> Have you ever seen the newsroom? No. I was just thinking because they make up a lot of stuff and it's kind of interesting to watch. So that's why I thought of it. <laughs> All right. It's an HBO show. It was only on for like three seasons. Aaron Sorkin. So like the West Wing. Oh, yeah. Dude, the you can actually YouTube the first episode and there's a, a rant by Jeff Daniels. It's like four and a half, five minutes long. It opens the show completely. And it's oh. a girl asked Jeff Daniels and he plays a Republican newscaster. Okay. She asks him why the United States of America is the greatest country ever. And he goes off on this like four and a half minute rant on how we're not. And this was actually films um, in the Bush area, like the Bush presidency. Yeah. So yeah. W, w, w. Right. right. Um, it was on HBO. Like I said, it was ama- it's an amazing show. Fantastic. Okay. So um, I'd say check out the newsroom. That is the greatest show. Okay. Um, all right. My second one. Yep. I promise not to do this again. From now on? There we go. <laughs> I love it. Nice. I prepared. Well, we'll see. Who knows? It, well, not really, because I've done I've done these on the fly games so often. Yeah. And I get you from time to time. Yep. But I look at usually we have a guest and I go, shit, I forgot to do that. I thought I did it. Damn it. Yeah. It's all good. At least it's better than having to do the, the Shatner one uh, on the fly because some of the ones you maybe do Shatner on because you're a dick. Yeah. Um, I have to like repick it because I can't. I like reading the lyrics and I'm like, that one's deep. I can't say that. Right. I can't say. I. I don't want to say that. Right. Mm, okay. Well, that, that has fun. been the on the fly reimagined Wang. <laughs> now it's time for our least favorites, kids. It is now. Yeah, I had one. I did too. There was actually a couple of them that I could have picked, but I had one that Ooh. really got me. Okay. There's two I probably could have picked. Okay. What was yours? No, you want me? Do you want me to go? Go. Rewrite the stars was my least favorite. Okay, that was one of the ones I could have picked. This track is not bad, and I'm incredibly nitpicky on it. Mm-hmm. From the get go, there was something about the sound of how this track started mm-hmm. that made me kind of turn my head a little bit. James Arthur's vocals just wasn't what I was expecting. For this track I guess but I gave it time and a few listens later and the duetted vocals on it and the beat really 
did become a good thing. The track is good, but I wanted to make sure that I picked something for this category, I guess. Mm -hmm. But it did take me a while to come around to this song. So Rewrite the Stars for me was my least favorite. I like it. That was the third one. I had three okay. that I could have picked. And I was hoping, hoping you would have wouldn't have if we'd have picked one of the three, so it'd be easy. Right. But the one that I actually hated the most, and I hated the track, hated it. Hmm. <clears throat> I'm alive. Oh. I, I did not like the dance Michael Jackson esque feel for me. I felt that it was forced. Okay. And it loses the integrity of the song. Hugh, <clears throat> the way the original is, is, is delivered, I get it. This is reimagined. But the way the original is delivered, it's very dark. It's a very come out of the shadows, rise from the ashes, come alive. This one takes it a whole different way. And I know why they did it. Because if you look at it from a different perspective comes out there this one is in your face and vibrant bright right there look at me this version for me is about coming out in the lgbtq community and the lyrics really lean hard into that they didn't change the lyrics no but when i listened to it for the fourth time even though i did not like it you really can pick up the lyrics and go yeah yeah, mm -hmm. that okay. Yep, that makes sense. Yep, that makes sense. I, I'm on board with that because I, I get where they were going from and how they were getting there. Yeah. But I did not like either of these singers, either of them, years and years, or Jess, uh, Jess, Jess and, Glenn. Yeah. And then years and years was the other one. Yeah. I didn't like either of them. I couldn't. Yeah. It just that whole dance vibe. Mm -hmm. just it, it it hit me wrong i don't know i didn't like it no i hear you that was that was definitely on my list for sure for sure all well, right see if you get the if the other one gets mentioned if not i'll bring it up all right sounds good all right guys it's time for the reimagined chat i'm captain kirk ladies and gentlemen ladies ladies and ladies and gentlemen this is shatner's poetry slam I'm Captain Kirk. Shatner's Poetry Slam. All right, Steve. So I'm going to start with the easy one. All right. Are you ready? Uh, I am. Go ahead. All right. I'm trying to hold my breath. Let it stay this way. Never and enough. Nice work. Nice work. All right. Next one. Mm -hmm. Don't you want to? get away from this same old part you gotta play the other side wow nailed it dude I love this soundtrack I know you do man that is nuts well done well like done. the other never enough never enough almost got me because I was like where is that is it this one or is it um I was looking at the other one that um uh, but the other one's not on here you're right. Uh, what's her face? Um, song. The uh, uh, the wife's song. It's not on here. Oh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. What's that? Song? No, it is tightrope. It is on here. Yeah, that was the two. Like I was like, it's it's one of those two. Because you would pick like 
those are the two like off the beaten track. Like, they are ones. like yeah. I would. I mean, that was a good choice for sure because they're not ones you really listen to very often, and usually those are the ones that I skip. Right. Not never oh, yeah, enough. Sure. I like never enough, but tightrope I skip all the time. Never enough is a good one, and that's a easy one. And I wanted to start off relatively easy. So. Yep. All right, Steve. Let's get into those deep cut tracks, man. Okay. And uh, why don't you go first, man? I like it. So I'm gonna go first because I picked your favorite track. Yeah. Um, and I picked it for the deep cut because it's the very last track on the album mm-hmm. and they kind of hit it a little bit mm-hmm. because they did a version of This Is Me with Keila Settle, Missy Elliott, and Kesha. Yeah. And it's good. It's it kind of catches you off guard because you're listening to it, you're listening, and all of a sudden you hear Missy and you're like, what? Hold up. Right. And it's like, it sounded like early 2000s, late night or like late 90s Missy. You're like, that's that's like missing. What's going on? Like, right. What is up? What's going on here? And I had some like Lady Marmalade flashback. Oh yeah. I was like, whoa, I like it. Let's go. I mean, we need some more. We need some more people in this. Mm-hmm. It can't just be for the Lady Marmalade thing. I think you would need to bring in like two more to like yeah. get after it a little bit more. Right. But they could have. I mean, they definitely could have. They just didn't. But it was cool. I liked that version. For sure. It's good. Yep. But as you said, the solo version by Kesha is on a different level. Mm-hmm. I've talked about stuff with Kesha and that the reemergence of the pop culture, like the Phoenix from the ashes. We mentioned that before you actually gave me shit when I talked about Kesha a bunch of times, because you're like, brush your teeth with a ball of Jack Kesha. And I'm like, no, this is a different Kesha. This is a different Kesha. Um, if you don't know her story, I've mentioned it in multiple different podcasts, even on other podcasts about how inspirational and the amount of bullshit that she had to wade through. And it still is. Yeah. And that the trauma that's all there. Look up her story and shit all over Dr. Luke. Um, Cause that guy's a douchebag um, and a groomer. Uh, but this rendition gives me goosebumps mm-hmm. every single time I listen to it. I hear it. Yeah. I know the lyrics on the track and I know her story probably give me a different feel for it. Because it was like it was written for her. Mm-hmm. I love this version. And if you guys are just getting into Kesha and her reemergence, she did an album recently. It came out 2020 or 2021. But she has a song called Pray on there. And that was really what opened my eyes to like, holy shit, this girl can sing. And she can go. And I mean, this one was really good. But ooh, mm-hmm. talk about a showstopper like yeah look up some of her her recent stuff because oh, yeah, she's no sure. longer the the bottle of the jack and brushing your teeth i think she can probably still get there mm. but yeah it's different now it's different now for sure and it's amazing this, this is it was an amazing track and if i said before was zach brown that was the perfect track for him she was the perfect pick for this mm. one just they 100%. nailed it absolutely so, um, so much so this is this may be her song now. It's like I her and Keila Settle. Agree. So agree. it may be hers now. But um Yeah. So Brandon, what was your dark horse or deep cut? Man, this is a track where I really am not a fan of it on the original. But I like this one a lot. Mm, interesting. And it's never enough. 
Kelly's interpretation of this song is amazing and literally brought tears to my eyes and chills down my spine. Beautifully and perfectly executed and orchestrated. Um, I'll kind of mention it a little bit in my final thoughts, but particularly with this one, whoever thought that Kelly was the perfect voice for this track was 100% on and deserves a raise or some sort of accolade because and it's it was... good because I feel like she lost a step too a little bit. You really? I feel like recently she's lost a step. Okay. Like with, the, with the talk show and everything else. Yeah. I know this came out in like 2018, 2019. So it's been a little while, but right. I feel yeah. like re- I, I think I need some like, I think for me personally, I need Kelly to like speak out. Okay. And like go at it again. Cause I, I think that she's lost a step a little bit. Okay. Just kind of rode the wave a little bit. Okay. I think that she just kind of got nice with the, uh, yeah. With being like the talk show, being the Ellen now. And yeah, you know, she just yeah. got comfortable. Um, I think honestly though, this track, I think that Kelly did a better job than the original. I can say I that a lot. Like the original. I can say that. I can say that about a lot of these tracks, honestly, though. I think. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. All right. I'm just going to go into my final thoughts because we're Get there it. already. Um, if there is an award for greatest album of all time, I would put this specific album, not the original, this specific album in the hat for contention. Each artist was chosen for the tracks perfectly and their er- interpretations of it were spot on. It brought, it allows us to have the, I don't know, not nostalgia is not really the word, but that's what it is um, to the original because they didn't veer off too far from it, but they all added their own zhuzh to it. You know what I mean? Their own mm-hmm. little flavor. I totally understand, man. And although I have heard these songs hundreds of times, this movie album and this reimagined album always bring about emotion to me. Overcoming adversity, pushing through to be the greatest you, the greatest show man, the greatest show woman, greatest show person that you can be. For me, Steve, perfect album, man. 10 out of 10. Nice. So with my, my review, I, I'm I'm in the same I'm in the same area as you. Now I'll do a little bit of a plug for a body of ours. Um, if you guys have um, listened to our podcast recently, like last just this past month, we talked to Brian Navarra about um, cover. We did cover songs on the Average Joe um, Life of an Average Joe podcast, and he talked to a couple of artists with us, uh, Luke Holmes and Cody Jinx, one week. Um, mm-hmm. Now. He did a pod. He did a podcast in August with overrated movies, and this one actually did make his overrated movie list. Mm-hmm. Now he did qualify, and so the music is really good, but the movie itself, meh, it's okay. I somewhat agree with him. The movie, watching the movie back, I could take or leave the movie. The music and the original artists that went after it just let's go. Mm-hmm. You got Zach Efron back and doing a musical mm-hmm. with, you know, if you guys are fans of the Efron, what did the high school musical, right? My wife is, she loves high school musicals. Um, and he, we all know Hugh could do it. 
And then you can do it. You can do it. <laughs> and no. I mean, it's one of those things where yeah. you you get a lot of artists together and Benji and Justin, again, who who mastered this thing, mm-hmm. picked the right people to do it. Um, I had two that I just didn't like mm-hmm. where they took them and it was um, come alive, as I mentioned before. Mm-hmm. And the other side, I didn't. The other side was 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 nitpicky though for me. It was just a. It's hard to take what Hugh and Zach did and recreate it, even reimagine it because it was almost perfect their yeah. version. Yeah. Because that's one. If there was one scene from a movie that I would watch with music put to it, that was almost perfection. Mm-hmm. How it was done. Mm-hmm. Um, it, picking these artists, even even the artists that I love to shit on, like Pentatonics doing the greatest showman intro the greatest mm-hmm. the greatest show was perfect for them they oh. did their spin on it it worked yeah. really well it was not better than brendan yuri's though panic's version was amazing bringing that circus yeah. theme into it oh yeah, 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 yeah and at this point it's just brendan yuri so it was just him doing it and it yeah. was spot on perfect um we even talk about pink doing a million dreams i mean mm-hmm. has the pipes could go for it mm-hmm. I felt like she could have she could have probably never enough too and would have been knocked that one out of the park too. Cause she's it would have see but she does, but it would have been all, different. It would have been different. It would have been pink different because yeah. you don't normally hear pink ex- be expressive like that. Go, like go hardcore those ballad, notes, yeah. Right. You but don't see it her do been it. Good. It would have been good. I would have loved that. But a million dreams is a good track for her. Oh yeah. Because it's just again right in her wheelhouse. These, and there all were these a couple, artists. And there's a couple times in that track though where she did. I mean, you do have to hold longer notes so you can, you know, you can get mm-hmm. that. So oh yeah, she did really, really well. I mean, I'm saying there's there's just there's a lot here. So if I look at it track by track and looking at it and going back and forth on all the different things, mm-hmm. I do agree with you. More tracks on the reimagined album are better than the original. Mm-hmm. There's a couple you just can't. There's just something you can't do about it. But yeah. it's it's done so well. It's mixed so well. And it's new and it's different. As someone who loves music, mm-hmm. to hear these other artists come at it a different way mm-hmm. was was great. I love it. Mm-hmm. Which is why I'm already calling us out, man. I'm calling our shot. Uh-oh. Third anniversary. Okay. We're going we're doing. You know, you know what we're doing. I do know what we're doing. We're going back. Episode Streets one. Back. Oh. Episode one. Hamilton oh, yeah. mixtape. Mm-hmm. Third anniversary, guys. Yep. We are going back to our very, 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 very first episode. Yeah. And we are going. Don't go listen, listen to, to it. it. Well, go don't, listen don't. to it. Just give it a try. <laughs> mm, we got better. We have so way better. We're going to do the Hamilton mixtape mm-hmm. next year, second week of October. On Tuesday, it's already been penciled in. It's it's yeah. gonna happen. Um, that one's set and ready to go. But that that one, I actually have a physical CD. You bought that one, yeah. And I think it, I own it on iTunes. It plays in my car, so I play it in my car. So I don't think I have a CD player in my car. I might. I don't know. I never used it. Yeah, I use my phone. Yeah. But I'm I'm right there with you, man. I didn't go full ten though. I think I actually gave. I think I gave the original full ten. You did. Uh, but you've gotten better. Yeah, I've gotten better. Yeah. I went, I went with a uh, eight and a half. Oh. 
Okay. I feel like the album is good. Yeah. But I feel like if you're going to live up to what this needs to be, every track needs to be 100% on point. Okay. And every track was not 100% on point. There were okay. some skippables. There's there's a couple of skippables here. Sure. Um, and I've gotten harder on grading things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I would still fanboy out and give the original a 10 because I love that fucking mm-hmm. album. But this one, there's a couple things that that irked me. So I, okay. I went with eight and a half. I still, I still think it's perfect. I still think it's a good a good album to listen to. Absolutely. Just just simply, just for the last the last couple of tracks. Mm-hmm. But that last track, that the Kesha, this is me. It's worth the price of a mission right there. The first Absolutely. track and the last track, mm-hmm. they book into this thing perfectly. Absolutely. So 100%. eighteen and a half out of twenty guys. It is. It's been. 200 episodes dude this is our 201st 201st and we're just we're just hitting our stride i think so we're getting better we are getting better how messed up is that right you know it's just you know the first 200 you know you just fit your you get the first 200 out of the way and then it just gets better just gets better yeah but we also want to continue to get better for sure so- so if you guys have ideas for us as far as things that you want to see in 2023 artists and beyond shows. yeah artists um, events events um whatever weddings like, we will we right we will do what we can because yeah. we are a podcast of the people I, I don't or know something we're we're a podcast of goats. That's we're also we pretty cheap, so I mean, it works out. Absolutely. So, guys, this has been the greatest showman reimagined, episode two hundred one, our second anniversary. Lots of twos here, Steve. Lots this of twos. The second, you know, the the reimagined. So it's like the sequel album. Yeah. So second greatest showman. Uh, yeah. It's our second anniversary. It's number two hundred one. Yeah, absolutely. Look at us. Absolutely. And just for grins and giggles, Steve, before we exit out of here, 16 through 20. Oh, my gosh. All right. Number 16. It's not Bruce Springsteen. Nope. Top five Christmas and holiday tracks. Episode 10. Mm, Wow. Number 17. Episode 40. Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Good old Jer. Yep. Number 17, the Twilight soundtrack. Mandy, with, look with at Mandy. Uh, Mandy's coming back next month. Yeah. Number 18, episode 150, No Strings Attached by NSYNC. <laughs> oh, love you, Natalie. And number 20, episode 8, Christmas by Michael Bubble. Oh, the bubble. Yeah. So that rounds out our top 20. There are 181 more episodes to go, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to rank all those ones. (laughs) We'll give you the last one at the end of the year. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) For sure. For sure. Uh, Because that'll be fun. The Um, bottom five. The bottom five, which are going to be like our most recent episodes that are still just gaining traction. So it is what it is. So, guys, this is Bruce Springsteen. And Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, he's down there. I'm not even kidding. He's down there. <laughs> that is so bad. That's so bad. Oh, guys. But uh, anyway, this one was not bad. Nope. On that note, this has been the Notes and Goats podcast. I am Brandon. 
And I'm Steve. And we will see you guys on Friday. Bye, guys. Notes, but goats. Notes, but goats. <laughs>